Swimmers Chant is track number 5 on the No More Stories EP, released June 28, 2009 on Columbia Records. It was also featured on the Japanese version of No More Stories. It came in at number 79 in the Fringer survey. Hi, this is Jonas from Mew, and uh, you're listening to the MewX Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the MuX podcast. This is uh, a bit of a well. I, we say that I say that a lot lately. <laughs> I feel like uh, a special episode, but we weren't planning to cover this song uh, this season. But it kind of came up uh, during, I believe it was Beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we decided. You know what? Let's let's go for it. So to cover the song, we uh, decided to. Bring in a guest. So today we're joined by fellow Fringer, Maya, whom some of you listeners may remember from our Silas the Magic Car episode. Yeah, yeah, Maya, you're a bit uh, of a fan of uh, No More Stories, uh, I get a sense. Is that right? Yes, you're right. I have become a fan. I was not always a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like many of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we 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 hope to blow your mind today a little bit, because um, I think we made some connections when we covered Beach that we felt like we needed to explore, and um, that meant we had to include this track in this season. So we're also getting to towards the end of the season. Actually, we're, we're getting close. Yeah. There's not a lot of songs left to cover. So. <sighs> Yeah, how do we how do we start this episode? Because it it I feel like we're all a little bit like um, our opinions on this song are probably already a bit tainted uh, by the fact that we we we've got some connections to it. Um, but let's try the classic like bef- before all this nonsense of this podcast began, guys. Yeah, what was your feelings on this song? Let's start with you, Maya. So. It's been a few years since we first heard this song, um, so I don't remember the first time listening to it, but I think it was probably on this little um, CD, like the EP, um, where there is Owl start and then the last one is Swimmer's Chant, and I just think I I liked that song more than introducing and repeat a beta because it was more dreamy i think um oh, it's but i don't a dreamy song all right yeah yeah i don't really remember my my first thoughts about it anymore <laughs> to be honest i guess you're not as tainted as we are so maybe <laughs> what, what what do you think of it today like um i think it's a nice song i like it <laughs> and i it's one of those songs that I've not like listened to a lot. So whenever I hear it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, this song exists." Um, mm. So I'm I'm a really big fan of Muse B sides in general. So like, if there's a B side, I will probably just like rank it higher because I think it's kind of cool that they do these. 
Mm-hmm. And they it's kind one of, of those very, um, I want to say, just beautiful B sides that tend to exist in in their catalog, like yeah. uh, "Time on the Ledge" and mm. "In Time You Forget." They they all have those very. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? How do you even explain it? Like clean, pure, gentle, gentle songs. They're yeah. a little bit sad. I feel like you could actually like release an e- an LP of just the B sides, mm-hmm. and it would all seem like it kind of fit together quite well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, barring maybe one or two songs. <laughs> I think also that this song is a bit different from most other b-sides because like if you take bones for instance or mm. safest houses they're like not as serious <laughs> in a way <laughs> right. as swimmers chant it's like really big orchestra kind of vibe and it feels almost like they put a lot of effort into it um, compared yeah. to right. some of the others it feels like a complete song rather than you know something that they just did like when they're jamming out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was intended yeah. to exist. Yeah. Ooh, foreshadowing. Do I sense <laughs> a tinfoil hat coming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thomas is preparing himself. <laughs> I mean, I really hope this episode lives up to the our, our build up here. Let's see. What about we'll you, Kier? Yeah. Um, I mean, Swimmer's Chant was one that I've always kind of liked but never listened to a whole lot um i you know i was a bit confused as to why it didn't make the actual album um because i think it's a really really strong song and like you know on the ep it was one of my favorite tracks that i listened to uh about the new direction for me so i was a bit disappointed it didn't make it to the actual album um in hindsight i guess i kind of understand it's quite somber and dark compared to the rest of the album so that could be why but i don't know i i do like it i don't listen to it a lot but it's it's definitely one of the good ones yeah i absolutely loved it the first time i heard it and i got really attached to the sort of mystery vibe that it had i was really interested like what is the rest of the story and um yeah i i have never been disappointed by it It, it's stuck with me all these years yeah love it yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of Muse's best B-sides, uh, and I really love the, the the powerful chorus. It's really good, and the mysterious lyrics are also great. And yeah, I, I think it feels like it was intended maybe to be on the album, but at the same time, now as as we've gotten to know the album so well through the years, I feel like the album as a whole now is just perfect. So it kind of feels like a good, just like an addition, but it doesn't really feel like it fits into the you know the main package of normal stories. But yeah, it's a very good B side. Yeah, like uh, I'll agree to that one. It's it's almost too dreamy and too straightforward almost as a song. Like it, it's like structure wise, I feel like yeah, um, like it it doesn't really fit on there. But yeah. It's weird that you say that because I agree that it doesn't. I don't know if it would have fit on the album, but it, when I listen to it, it does still scream the No More Stories period yeah, for me. Definitely. And I don't know mm. why. I think it's the guitar playing. Um, Guys, I just remembered something <laughs> about mm. when I first heard this song. If 
if I yeah. am allowed to share it with you. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, it's just that I just haven't thought about this for so long, but I remember that the first time I listened to uh, Swimmer's Chant was um, I got it um, some time before the album was released because my um, stepfather or whatever you call that um, is a like music uh, reviewer. So he got this little oh. EP beforehand and I put it on my iPad, iPod <laughs> at that time. And I only had like these five songs uh, from the new album to like listen to. So I actually listened to it a lot <laughs> and I was not allowed to share it with any of my friends because it was kind of secret. Um, yeah, so I just kind of had it for myself. And I remember um, there was this festival in Denmark in 2009 called Beat Day. And oh, yeah. Yeah, I just remember that I brought my iPod and like in between concerts, I would put on my earphones <laughs> and listen to um, No More Stories. Um, so. Uh -huh. Nice. So it was actually pretty special to me mm. back then. I just yeah. completely forgot about it. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah, it's been That's a while awesome. Yeah. I was at that Beat Day concert too and still remember it. Yeah, that Didn't was... Didn't listen to Bruce Chance back then. <laughs> yeah. oh, those were amazing, the Beat Day festival days. I miss it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been a long time since Beat Day existed, isn't it? Yeah, I think they're... Wow. They only did they did continue it like, to do that festival? I think it only happened three times, like in six or no, seven, eight, and nine. Hmm. And they played in seven and they played in nine. Yeah. You. And yeah. I remember like the first beat day was the first time I saw Jonas Pierre because he was attending the festival and I was completely starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's another story. <laughs> I mean, we haven't got a lot on this song, so feel free to, uh, yeah, to give I, us I wanna a, hear a little story. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, how old was I back then? So I'm, I'm 27 now, and this was in 2007, I guess. So I was a teenager <laughs> and yeah. uh, a big fringer and had a little bit of a crush on Eunice Pierre, like most of us, I guess. Um, and... I was there with a friend and we were waiting for um, a concert to start with the William Blakes. Um, and I just spotted Jonas Pierre there with, with his um, back then girlfriend, Aunide Helon. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, <laughs> um, my body was just like shaking. And <laughs> I, I was wearing my Mew hoodie as well. Um, <laughs> so... And I think I had like homemade uh, Fringer merch or something like I I I was very <laughs> recognizable to him, so <laughs> I I kind of hid myself behind um, some plant thing until I gained the courage to to actually go over to him. Um, and my <laughs> friend, she was like, "Come on, you just gotta do it. You 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 have to say hi." And I did, and I only said like, "Hi, um, I'm just a big fan of Mew," and and then <laughs> this concert started, so we mm. couldn't hear anything, <laughs> uh, and it was just like so embarrassing to me that he was like, "What is that?" and like leaning his <laughs> ear down to my mouth, and uh, I was, I I just freaked out kind of, and I got him to um 
like sign an autograph in my tiny little uh, calendar thing and mm. I just yeah he, he made the little Mew Angel and I was so happy and <laughs> high for the rest of that day I couldn't focus on any other concert there were amazing bands playing there but all I could think of was this first encounter so yeah, yeah. I, I've met <laughs> him uh, since and I was not as <laughs> shaky and uh Fringery and fangirling, <laughs> and yeah. because he is just like a calm, nice person, so you don't <laughs> yeah. have to be like <laughs> like hyperventilating <laughs> and stuff. But yeah. yeah, when you meet your heroes, you you just can't control yourself. We should probably mention that the song has never been played live. Then we've covered live section, I guess. Um, but. What we did forget to mention in the uh, doing housekeeping here in the opening is that apparently Marie Helgelikova sang on this song or was supposed to sing on this song or what is it I'm reading here? So according to the review that Taro did when the No More Stories EP came out, he quotes this. The last track on the EP is Muse's best B-side in ages. Well, it's been long anyway. And the real reason you should buy this release. Swimmer's Chant was already written three years ago and was originally supposed to be a duet with Mari Helgelikova. Somehow it just didn't work back then. But she can be heard in the album's track, Sometimes Life Isn't Easy Instead. Interesting. Uh, so Maya, the reason we're covering this song is because of Anna and Sammy. Uh, Anna and Sammy... Do you, do you remember or do you know where, they, where they're from, who they are? I know Sammy's from Swimmer's Chant, but Anne, I'm not sure. What's the first line of introducing Palace Players? <laughs> there you go. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Mm. Okay. But they're not in the official lyrics. So... He he's singing Anna and Sammy too. Oh Anna oh, yeah. Sammy too. Ah I always heard all that I say we do. Yeah, that's what I thought <laughs> yeah. it was too. But yeah. yeah. We asked him when we spoke with him uh, after the first season. And uh, that's when he, he he spilled the beans, I guess. In the printed lyrics there is a line in the song that it's not that's missing. And nobody knows exactly what it is. And right. we're wondering if you could clarify what that line is. Yeah, is it uh, the first thing I sing, actually, when I yeah. start singing? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I think I'd, I'm, I'm not really... I kind of just make it up on the spot. Uh, but I think that uh, I had, like... At some point, we had some characters, like names, that would kind of kind of return, uh, and one of them is uh, Sammy from, um, oh, what's it called? One of the B sides. Uh, Swimmers chant. Da, da, da. Yeah, exactly, Sammy. So yeah, I think I sing something like, uh, "Oh Anna and Sammy too." That's oh. I think that's why I'm singing on the recording. Oh, oh Anna and Sammy too. Oh. Okay, wow. and it was like a kind of, 
it was going to be a, a sort of love story between those two, and then it ended up being something completely different. So, okay, for some reason, I just kept I just kept that, and because it didn't really, it wasn't really part of the lyric lyrical concept. I I think I chose not to write it. I I'm not sure, or maybe it just didn't get r- written. Hmm. <laughs> okay. That's okay. a really lame answer, isn't it? But, uh, well, that that, yeah. that solves the mystery. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, you heard think, it here, I folks, think we guys. discussed it. Yeah. Exclusive. We, we discussed it previously, and and I think we you got that question before, but you just kind of gave the the first line of the song. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I think Taro asked it. Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Something like that. All oh, right. Yeah. Uh, that might so have been on know. purpose. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Trolling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got it. <laughs> That's a wrap. Beach. Beach is the reason why we're covering this song today. Because... I remember the gist of where how we got there, but like, can one of you um, explain to Maya what is it we think about beach that beach is about, and why do we think that? Well, it's about death, right? Beach is about an incident happening where a person dies, oh. and it feels like this also has a similar. Lyrical theme, guess, yeah. yeah. It almost feels like the two songs are from different perspectives right. on the same instant. Mm-hmm. Beach is in the, from the perspective of mm. um, someone who could have prevented someone dying potentially, and Swimmer's Chant is almost like from the perspective of someone who is drowning. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my heart yep. is hurting right now. So <laughs> yeah. I remember. The beach seems to tell this story of someone who, like, someone's got lost, and but no one seems to know why. And there's a lot of things going on. I don't think we really fully got a, a, a decision on what the song is about. Like, it's not like it's clear. Mm-hmm. We couldn't tell if it was like, you know, whether it was like a rapturous kind of thing, or it could have been like when the parent, you know, when you were young and parents were telling you not to go outside because something bad has happened. And, yeah. You know, just trying yeah. to keep kids safe. Yeah. So, you know, kidnappings and all that kind of stuff we were looking at. Um, Tragedy Park, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I remember my theory that because I'm obsessed with how they've put together the songs and take uh, introducing Palace Players where it's like they took two different beats or rhythms and forced them together. Uh, oh my is... god is this why the s's like the font is like two yin yang things is that Ooh. another layer of this that's Ooh. a good catch oh my Ooh. god yeah i've always wondered about that myself i'm like yeah. that has to mean something but i could never figure out what it could mean that's a very interesting point yeah i didn't yeah no, <laughs> that's so cool because <laughs> i i'm a i'm a designer so i fixate on fonts all the time mm-hmm. and that has always like bothered me i like what yes. is that trying to say to us more fuel oh. to the fire oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this yeah. is so much like detective work yeah work. <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of doing muex files part two off the cuff here amazing yeah um so when we get to beach 
it's such a straightforward pop song by the looks of it. Mm. If you listen to it, don't think that's a sentence. Anyway, so personally, I think I'm the one who's most bothered by how the songs are put together and... I don't take anything literally anymore. Uh, I, I try to take things very literal, but I don't understand music very well, so uh, it's a bit of an odd one. Um, but it bothered me that Beach kind of stands out on the album as like a pop song. It's like an upbeat, happy-sounding pop song. My theory on it, on the episode, or what I kind of, I don't know, I guess I noticed or uh, came across as I was trying to find some way to read the the song uh, and it is what if you read each line of the lyrics but from instead of going top to bottom you go bottom to top and it kind of made sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know if we're still sticking with it but it kind of worked it almost was it you Kira, who said it felt like the different perspective of the same event or something like that it was just something about the way the lyrics kind of fell. Like, if you read it back to front, it's um, the last line of the song is, I was on my way, I swear. And it makes it seem a lot more remorseful than it is when it's, you know, yeah. the first mm-hmm. line of the thing. It just had a bit of impact to it, I found. Definitely. Interesting. Like someone apologizing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, so someone never made it to the rapture or the event or happening or whatever that you weren't supposed to go to uh, and therefore you should stay indoors and the other way around is I'm sorry I didn't make it whether that holds any water Uh we'll let anyone up to decide (laughs) furthermore water as I'm underlying here has quite a theme if you haven't noticed as well beach Mm. Water on the windowsill. Also, did you notice raining. that, like, um, on the on the EP, the backside, where the the tracks are listed, uh, the title of uh, the album is there, and then it says "these washed up," no, mm. "these washed away but wound up on a beach B sides," and then it says "owl starts in swimmer chance." Did you read that? Oh yeah, these washed away but wound up on a beach, <laughs> so they got beached and washed away. Did, yeah, I think you're kind of getting the idea of why we're we're getting to to swimmers chant and why it's intrigued us. Mm-hmm. So someone clearly disappeared on uh, on beach, and uh, swimmers chant seems to be about someone drowning. And obviously, swimmer, water, all those images uh, seem to appear, and there's a lot of connections there. So that's why we're covering this song today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now hmm. we can start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are we recording, guys? Let's start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this feels like so amazing. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. We actually blew someone's mind today, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I remember why I I I missed Muex and everything that you guys do. This is oh. so amazing to be around Fringers again. It's been a long time since I've like n- been nerdy about things like this, so it feels really good. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad yeah. to have you on the team of nerdy Fringers. <laughs>
I mentioned it hadn't been played live. Now I've said it again. But we did have a little look for other versions of the song. But there are no official remixes or anything like that. We did find a cover version by Kevin Rousseau, which can be found on YouTube. It sounds something like this. I've come to like Sammy. I know this. Don't think about it. There is water inside your heart. No. It tragedy. Here, do you want to tell us a bit about the uh, music? What's going on here? Yeah, sure thing. Um, so Swimmer's Chant is a really, really, you know, it's quite a moody song, dreamy, as some of you have said. It's in a minor key, um, and it's got a lot of percussive elements, for sure. And I think that's why it feels like it fits on No More Stories. Like you said, there's a lot of um, similar kind of drum beats um instrumentation there's a lot of guitar riffs as well from Bo, um which interestingly seem to be panned on the right um when i'm listening to the song and it seems like thomas you were actually right there are some rhythmic instrumentations going on as well in terms of like uh synths and keys and they seem to be panned more left as far as i can tell so it's quite interesting um mm. kind of makes for a weird juxtaposition um but yeah, it's a very somber song. Uh, you know, it's very dark as well, which is why I personally wonder if that's why it was not on the album. Uh, in terms of structure, it's quite straightforward. Uh, it's, you know, it's got its verse, uh, a bit of an instrumental bridge before the very explosive chorus. Um, and then it kind of just repeats that as well up until the end. But there's, you know, in typical Mew fashion, there's quite a lot of harmonization at the end. Um the one interesting thing I feel is worth taking on with this song in terms of like the playing is in terms of the guitar riffs, they almost sound ripple like. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, I've noticed other people have said this as well. Uh, when looking at, you know, YouTube comments and stuff, I, I saw one other person mentioned it sounds like something uh, like droplets hitting a pool yeah um but yeah i think it's very interesting because i do get the impression of ripples through the guitar riffs and stuff like that and given what we know about the lyrics i think that's quite an interesting comparison (laughs) yep yeah i hadn't thought about that but that is absolutely true uh yeah i don't have much else to say otherwise it's uh, structurally it's quite you know straightforward but it it's very I, I just love the mood it evokes. Uh, it's so... Somber is absolutely the word. I, I think it's one of Mew's darker songs altogether. It's not yeah. abrasively dark, like some of their stuff, where it's very heavy. It's melancholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the term I would use. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a lot of... They probably experimented a lot with, with different rhythmics on this one in the same way they did in Hawaii. Yeah, we didn't really touch upon Hawaii here in the explanation, but we started to suspect that there might be a connection between Hawaii and beach and swimmers chant as well. Yeah. Um. Now I don't 
exactly remember what we kind of well it, it to me it's, how we connected them it kind of seems like the it's like military style drumming and oh yeah like you hear that in swimmers chant you hear that in hawaii it's very obvious and when you listen to them like one after the other you're like okay i i can see that that sort of connection between the two of them almost like a marching beat yeah uh to the drums mm-hmm. that yeah. comes up maybe does that a lot like even yeah. in um so like white lips kiss you've got it even in Jonas's like solo stuff like uh untold story of a would-be traffic light that's mm-hmm. got very marching bandy kind of drums as well yeah um it's interesting but yeah there now that you mention it yeah, there does seem to be quite a lot of that on this album mm-hmm. in particular song title swimmer's chant does it ring any bells does it mean anything to you guys so if you look at the word chant, I think that gives the sort of impression of like an incantation or something you're doing to evoke something else. And mm. in Beach, they had this sort of um, repetition of a word uh, before the children, you know, fall into their dream state or whatever. Um, and from my ear, the way that I hear this word is march. They're saying like march, march. And I can't really tell if they're like, you know, Danish children who don't speak very good English trying to say the word march or they're just making a sound that sounds like a drum. But that sounds like a chant. They're chanting. And so that's why I think that they're connected directly even in the title. That is so or they, cool. Uh, or they're singing in a British uh, accent. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the R is like a soft R that is not pronounced. And if there, if like this song is a tragedy where somebody is drowning, it's like. I, the chant is done by the survivors or maybe even by the the person who is drowning because um they're trying to shout but they can't uh so it's a little unclear yeah. who it's referring to but i think the connection is very clear i always thought that <laughs> uh that swimmish chant actually meant like a crowd of people watching a swimming competition oh. and they were just like chanting like a that, soccer that chant or whatever <laughs> yeah kind of like that yeah just, but you don't really have like hooligans that are watching swimming right mm, you don't have like yeah i don't think so <laughs> yeah so i don't know it's i just felt uh, like a weird title but i mean you have, have so many weird titles so it didn't really surprise me but i just figured it was like a funny play on words kind of thing or something but yeah i, I see it differently now definitely I mean, when I first saw the title "Swimmer's Chant," it just kind of gave me very fantastical kind of elements, um, almost eerie in a way. But it's hard to explain. Like, I think some new songs evoke a certain kind of atmosphere, and that's why I really like "Drown" as well, where it's almost like folklore kind mm. of feeling, yeah. you know. And that's kind of what I got when I listened to this song as well, to a degree. And the title, especially. He used the wrong words, knew what to say, but lost the way. And he forgot to be strong, aching to shout 
it wears me out. I've come to like Sammy. I know this. Don't think about it. There is water inside your heart now. In Tragedy Park, staging it there with seats to spare. And now they made the place seem achingly clean towards the gleam. I've come to like Sammy. I know this. Save me, Sammy. Don't break the bottle. There is water inside your heart now. Save me, Sammy. I've come to like Sammy. He's my friend. Save me, Sammy. Don't think about it. There's water inside your heart now. Forgot to be strong. Aching to shout. It wears me out. Before any of all our speculation and tinfoil came to exist in our minds, what did you have of thoughts, if any? I always thought it was just somebody drowned in a park and the authorities came and cleaned it all up and uh, told everybody it's cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's definitely someone drowning. But my main question is, was it a murder or was it an accident? Mm-hmm. Mm. And when right. you read the lines and now they made the place seem achingly clean towards the gleam, I feel like that uh, points towards murder. Somebody cleaned it up, yeah. Yeah, they cleaned it up to, you know, hide it. Yep. I always got the impression it was about drowning, but uh, that was kind of it, really. I didn't have any deeper looks into it. It was primarily because of the, um, you know, water inside your heart line. Um, no deeper reads from me initially. Took me a while to even realize that's what it was relating to. I always just had the cliche of, oh, it's a broken relationship and uh, they're really sad. <laughs> that's why there's yeah. water in the heart. But mm. I'd never really read all the lyrics or thought any of th- any more of this song till we really yeah. start digging into it. And so I totally disclose that I don't think there's any to that read at all. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Amaya, do you, did you have any preconceived notions before joining us? Um, I think I kind of, kind of felt the same way as you. Like, I didn't really put that much thought into the lyrics before. Uh, I guess that's that must be something mentioned before in this podcast that sometimes it's, the it's lyrics are theme, not important <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, to yeah. make you like the song. But um, actually, uh, my one of my best friends, um, Swimmer's Chant, is her favorite new song of all. Wow. So I, okay. I actually texted okay. her and asked her, like, why, uh, what do you think of it um, to hear from her? And even she was like, uh, I, I never really thought about what it's about. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, she told me that uh, she she just like started to think about it after I asked her. And she was like, I- I'm not sure if it just me uh, just realizing I'm autistic. But to me, it feels like um, having good intentions and really trying um, to make friends with somebody. And then it then you just feel lost and you feel you're not able to um, say the right thing um, and something about how fragile a friendship can be. But Mm. she's not really 
sure if that's just her or autistic things just being read into everything. <laughs> there is a big theme as well in Friends, generally, in mm. mus- mus- music. Hence, mm. Friendgers. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, it could be. I mean, I, Anna I got and Sammy. that feeling too. Like, it feels like um, sort of a tenuous relationship between two people, like maybe two children who just met each other and they don't know how they fit in with each other yet. Because I've come to like Sammy. He's my friend, mm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, not that Sammy and I are best friends, but we're starting to get to know each other. Yeah, so there's probably no, like, it's not a love story in the classic sense that a lot of pop music is. It's just like a. All, all human existence is about relationships in a, in some fashion, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I, I, I think I, I want to state now because we're getting really tinfoily and and talking in 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 ultimate ultimatums. I don't think that's the word for it, but I think you know what I mean, right? We're setting up as if this is the the one truth. I don't think that's the case uh, with any of our readings, really, um, and. I, I have a feeling that's not the point of most of the music and why they will never tell us what their music is about. Uh, So, I mean, any interpretation is really... Any interpretation that anyone out there might have is just as valid in in some way. This is just really fun to think about and theorize on. Yeah. Um, In reality, it's just the music is probably written by the same guys, so a lot of the same things and themes and words and sayings are probably going to prop up as, you know, he makes more stuff. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting way to to approach it. Yeah, I think so. Um, I was just going through the whole song earlier today and um, I was trying to figure out what's the perspective here. Like, who is singing and is the... The narrator here is that the person dying or is that the person seeing what's happening or what is going on here because you mentioned earlier Kier, that you thought the narrator was dying right yeah but now looking at it it does seem to shift perspectives exactly yeah third and first yeah, person it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it either changes throughout or i think the narrator is you know the friend of sammy and sammy is the person dying Mm. And that's why I think I'm thinking maybe that's why they were making this song for the album initially, because you know they wanted to tell a story of Anna and Sammy, and maybe tell like their life story or like a journey they go through together, and it mm. then ends up in tragedy and one of them mm. dying. That's like what I was thinking. Maybe they mm. wanted to do something like that. Yeah, and there's definitely like, uh, and just brought it up in Beach that there's some sort of ritual going on mm-hmm. right they're setting up some sort of mm-hmm. ritual yeah and yeah. the fact that someone here used the wrong words even though they knew what to say and got lost mm-hmm. <laughs> like it seems like that person didn't fit in it didn't do mm-hmm. what the ritual required so we got rid of yeah. them yeah. i have a nerdy comment to that <laughs> it's just like uh if you know um silmarillion oh yeah oh Okay. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like uh, they all singing together to create the world, and one goes off note and it goes wrong. That's also Mm. kind of the same thing, maybe. Oh, so that's how all evil was put into the world? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, apparently. Okay, so Sammy is maybe like a personalization of evil or like a failure or something. I don't know what's the right word to put on it, but maybe he's like. 
the scapegoat for some for something or and I don't know. Sammy's Sammy seems like the savior in this yeah. story because oh, yeah. this person okay. is calling out for help for from Sammy. Like Save me, Sammy. Save me, Sammy. Repeatedly. Oh, yeah. That's, so, that's right, like, that's the right. way that yeah. I was reading it based on whose perspective it is, if you're going with these characters of Anna and Sammy, maybe Anna is the one drowning. <gasps> right. Okay. That's, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a very, very good point. It sounds like she's dr- drowning when, when she sings. If, he, if we're going to play that. She, but yeah, he but no, used he, the wrong Anna. words. Isn't Sammy? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking Sammy. Yeah, but it sounds like yeah. drowning. Like it's kind of mm. like water going into yeah. the vocal. Who is the he? Yeah, I I think oh, he's my point. friend. Is referring to Sammy. Sammy is my friend. Oh yeah 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 hmm. yeah yeah. But he's the one that used the wrong words, and that's why he died, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe they were trying to do something, and Anna was the one that's drowning, but Sammy said the wrong words. Or maybe Sammy okay, said so the wrong words, yeah. and now Anna yeah. is being yeah, she's being it. punished. Yeah, she's paying for it. yeah, yeah. That can also be yeah. I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know how literally I take all of it. It's like I don't know. Like from my perspective, uh, this is probably just headcanon now at this point. I just see it as like you know, it feels very real in a lot of ways to me. Like yeah, how. It's quite haunting, <laughs> um, the lyrics to these songs, and it feels like something that could really happen. Um, and it's just that last line. I mean, after all this, you know, shouting of "Save me, Sammy," someone <laughs> shouting that, and then the last line is "Forgot to be strong, aching to shout." It wears me out. It's just so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been getting visuals in my head. Do you guys do that? <laughs> oh yeah, I do. Totally. And it's really hard because I'm just thinking of kids drowning. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's super heartbreaking to think about. <sighs> so can we talk about like yes. the the lyrics that exist in both songs, uh, both Swimmers yes. Chant and Beach, yeah. because there yeah. Yeah. are a yeah. lot that are almost identical and some that seem to mean the same thing. Yeah, and that's why there's no way these songs are not yeah. linked and nobody can tell me otherwise. There's no, <laughs> there's no way they're not. And no. like the one that obviously stood out like right away was Tragedy Park. Like those two mm. things are very specific and they're both mentioned. So swimmers chant in tragedy park, staging it there. And then in beach tragedy in our park, something happened in the dark. Like there's a, <gasps> there's a thing that's happening in this park and it's really bad. Mm. And even from the beginning of the song, there's connections everywhere. He used the wrong words and the, that's in Swimmer's Chant. In Beach, we said the words that we kept for worrying times. And he knew what to say but lost the way. Uh, I was on my way, I swear, but I took a wrong turn there. So there's, they're kind of in different parts of each song, but they're definitely the same words. Mm-hmm. Wow. And in Swimmer's Chant, there is water inside your heart now. And in Beach, I did remember this time to keep it inside. From the, from the sill is trickling water when the rain returns. We have our suspicions thinking what my heart confirms. So you've got inside, water, and heart all referred to there. And in Swimmer's Chant, they're referring to towards the gleam, which is, you know, gleam is something like a light shining or sparkling mm. or reflecting. 
And in Beach, they talk about the perilous light. So whatever that light is, that bad light that's causing things to happen, it's present in both places. Yeah. It's kind not the same word. It's light. But it's a strong mm-hmm. light, right? Like, it's like blinding or, you know, something mm, that, that is affecting burning. your sight in some way. In, but gleam, to gleam something, could um, I'm just getting the image of someone underwater seeing light. Right? That's mm. a good point because gleam could be something that's not... Um, sort of broken like, up or reflected or right it's not like a, a direct light it's going through something or you know it's not it's like reflecting off of something else yeah could the term perilous light i mean dangerous light i mean when someone's dying say if someone was drowning and they saw a light oh yeah could the perspective of the other person be like yeah. do not go towards the light definitely <laughs> not a good definitely. idea yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, And then there's one more connection that I saw in um, Don't Break the Bottle. And in Beach, the children are passing around a bottle that they all drink from. And in mm. it's a somber turnout tonight in chemistry class. Chemistry, they use bottles and beakers and all kinds of things um, to yeah. do their work. And when you have a somber turnout, that means essentially somebody didn't show up. And in Tragedy Park, you have seats to spare, so somebody's missing. Um, so the I think those are the lyrical connections that are just impossible to ignore. Wow, yeah, sure. that's so well spotted. Maybe this is why they put Swimmer's Chant as a B-side, because maybe they thought that this was just two sides of the same topic, so almost the same like yeah. song, just mm-hmm. in a different way. And that's why they decided that it would be like... <laughs> too much if the same song was there twice right even though it's not at all but you only have a limited time on an album you know yeah have to pick and choose yeah it could have just been as simple as the album's getting a bit long yeah exactly (laughs) we 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 need a bonus song for japan yeah (laughs) let's let's leave that one out and yeah that's something i always found interesting with uh, normal stories it's like the the way that no more stories is released ends on reprise but in japan it, it ends after the is it owl start and, and swimmers chant mm-hmm. but where usually we don't ever really get access to those bonus songs in that in regards to any artist that releases in on, to western audiences and to japan but mew releases the ep and pretty much i think only in uh, in in the western part of the world they released the ep as far as i i'm aware um and they released that prior to the album so it, it it feels like they wanted those songs to be in the hands of people much more easily than yeah i mean why make that ep if they didn't want people to hear the song yeah, i mean at that point the all the b-sides were pretty rare like you had to mm-hmm. dig yeah. for them and nowhere to find mm-hmm. them um, mm. I guess 2009 is kind of also when that whole thing changed. So it could just be, uh, we might as well release them because they're going to be all over the internet anyway. Yeah, that's So let's true. just sell them to people. So that it, it could be uh, a bit of a mix, right? Uh, so, but yeah, I always had that thought personally, but is that a final thoughts on the lyrics? Is, I guess it, so. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a much more in the song that, a lot of what makes it really interesting is this connection 
And I'm on. I'm. I'm on. I'm with Anne on this one. Uh, everything ends. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. 100%. Again. I mean, if I should mention anything from the lyrics, it's just the "There is water inside your heart now." I think that's a beautiful lyric because you can yeah. see it in both a literal way and also interpret it. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. It's interesting that he chose heart as the organ that the water is in instead of lungs. Exactly. Yeah. That that makes it much more like poetic. Yeah. Could the water be in the heart of the person who didn't potentially die but had to survive and maybe has survivor's guilt about Could be. this? Yeah. So there's water in their heart because they're having heartaches just thinking about this tragedy. That yeah, for sure. Mm. Like a heart crying. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's a good interpretation. Guess with all that said, we're kind of on the wrap up part of the the show. Any last thoughts? I will say I've got a more of an appreciation for this song now because of all of this. I mean, I've always liked it anyway. I've always liked the mood. I want more, uh, Mew to do more songs that f- kind of evoke this somber mood because um, I really enjoy them when they do. But then again, if they did it too often, maybe it wouldn't have the same mm-hmm. impact. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I do have a much bigger appreciation for this song thanks to you guys going through all the lyrics and stuff and just really analyzing the hell out of them. It's really... I love narratives in albums, generally speaking. Some of my favorite albums are like ones that you peel off um, potential concepts. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard uh, Neutral Milk Hotels in an Aeroplane Over the Sea. Mm-hmm. I think it's one that everyone talks about as quite a famous one where it's got loads of layers and people still talking about what it's about and stuff. And it's just fun, but it's just adds something, really. Yeah, I think... It does. Um... Because of the lyrics to Swimmer's Chant, I think that made Beach like come alive for me because on the surface level, Beach to me was way too poppy and, and upbeat and I, I didn't really have a fondness for it because it was so simple. But if you add the layer of Swimmer's Chant to it, it takes on a whole new life. And I think that's awesome. That's mm. awesome. I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I've... I mean, since we covered Beach, I've been loving this song so much more than I have in the past. And now I feel like the same with the Swimmer's Chant, because as a B-side, I've listened to it like a few times, but not that often. And I feel like now this could be like another, like, maybe not like a favorite song, but definitely more interesting than it's been to me in the past. Hmm. I actually do have another comment for the lyrics uh, section. Uh, it's just that, like, uh, if you just Google Mew Swimmer's Chant lyrics, uh, it seems that there is a difference between, like, what is on the Mewx website lyrics and other lyrics. So, so tell me what the well. wrong lyrics are that you're finding <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> okay, <laughs> try try Googling it. <laughs> Because um, I know that the word gleam is spelled differently in the booklet, and um, I asked Jonas if I could correct it, and he said yes, because it was misspelled. Okay. Yeah, it's like, especially it says Sandy. Yeah, and uh, that, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I lean over, say you're sorry. 
I mean, that's yeah. not right. <laughs> no, it's definitely wrong. Just someone just guessing the lyrics. Yeah, it's just said that like CEO-wise that uh, the song lyrics that pops up when you Google are the wrong ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tends to be the case. Yeah, yeah it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like um, an upfordering. What what is that called? Upfordering. Encouragement. Uh, encouragement to, for friendsers to look at MuX lyrics instead of googling. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, because <laughs> every every lyrics that that are on MuX are official, either from their own booklets or given to us directly from Jonas, and we do not post non-official lyrics. I guess we made it to the end. Thank you for uh, making it this far into our show, uh, if you're still with us. So we'll be back next Monday with another episode of the podcast. It might be a special one, just so you... you we Yeah, I'll tease that. It might be a special one you get next time. So do uh, follow us by subscribing to the podcast and your favorite podcasting app. And you can follow MuX on social media, where the handle is info or the website muex.info Till next time see you around and uh, thank you for joining us Maya Thank you so much for having me it's been such a pleasure Pleasure is all ours Bye guys Bye. Bye. Bye Bye to be